Hey everyone, this is Wasik speaking. Thank you for tuning into the podcast. Before we get started, the purpose behind this podcast is to feature people that have come across in life and hear their story. Everyone has a unique journey that they have gone through, and it's really interesting to hear about their perspective. On today's session, we feature Arnav Joshi. He's been a really good friend of mine over the past couple of years. We'll talk about a wide variety of topics from what it's like to grow up as a Desi American to hearing about the different challenges Arnav has overcome in life. Excited for you to listen in, and if you're interested in being featured in a future podcast, would love to have you. Let's go ahead and get started. Yo, 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 what's good? What's poppin'? We out here, Man. first day, first podcast. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> you out here inviting me as a, the guest star on the first day. I mean, I, I, I'm flattered. Yeah, <laughs> bro, we got candles out here. We got water. We we almost had some chai set up. We were trying to be really professional with all yeah. of this. Setup. It's a little romantic. <laughs> oh, it might be a little too romantic. But yeah. dim lights and everything. Yo, yeah, the dim lights. Hey, who knows, man? It might work out for you later. <laughs> <laughs> for real. Hey, for real. so everyone, we got Arnav Joshi in the house. Hey, hey, what's going on, guys? Yo, happy to be here on Wasik's first podcast, first episode. I'm. You know, known with Seek for six years now, uh, through the internship and everything, and uh, just been friends ever since then, really kept in touch all throughout the years. Even sometimes we met only once a year, but, you know, once he moved back to Dallas, I mean, we, we started hanging out a lot more. And Whoa, whoa, da- I, I haven't said I moved back to Dallas officially. Right, right. Well, okay. You were here for, during COVID. You were here, so yeah. I'm just I'm just going through a phase. I can't say I live in Dallas, y'all. Right. It sounds cooler when I say I don't have a home. You know, <laughs> yeah, man. So, Dallas is the home for me. Yeah, so. yeah. Bottle blonde Dallas, <laughs> deep love. You already know we we always go to bottled. Yeah, back in the day we did, especially 2018 to 2019. Yeah, oh, I ain't been in a while, but. That was a spot back in the day. I think it still is a spot. You, you, you go you go Deep Elm still? No, man. I'm scared uh, to go to that part of town. <laughs> yeah, man, Once it hits 5 p.m., I, I don't drive that way. Yeah. Better to go to Concrete Frisco or some shit. Oh, or, Frisco, uh, man. You can see Des Bryant. Yeah, probably. Or like Legacy Bars or some shit like that. Or oh. Fort Worth. Uh, we, you've been to Yo, Fort Worth. I'm trying to get my yee on and go to Fort Worth. <laughs> Didn't you come with me there one time? I think you might have. Yo, we might have met up with our homie Doug out there. Yeah. Who knows? Or Jordan. Someone went to Dude, Fort Worth. Some, some human on earth <laughs> we met up with out there. Yeah. Hey. So it's been, what, like six years since we met. For sure. Man, let's talk about that for a bit. Yes, sir. Like, what, what was the first, what was our first interaction and, like, <laughs> What can you describe, like, what that whole setting was like, that yeah, internship bro. or what it was? Man, I was I was lucky to meet so many fantastic people during that internship. You being one of them, man. Like, uh, we were just Dang, chilling. I'm, I'm blushing right now. <laughs> nah, uh, it was just, we just had lunch together because we had, like, an internship group chat, and we had the lunch, and then everyone came together during lunch, and... Uh, 
yeah, you were one of them. I'm like, oh, it's like another brown guy who's interning as a tech intern at Fidelity. I got to introduce myself, and I did. Back then, you were like very uh, strict, religious, and kid, like uh, you still are, I man. But like, you were like very. Mm, I don't drink. You were. That was the same time that Ramadan was happening, so like you were, um, you were fasting. So it felt bad that you couldn't even eat. Uh, while we were all munching all that food during the cafeteria. Hey, people also say this was like the pre-glow-up era, but I don't feel like I've gone through the glow-up just yet. The final form hasn't been achieved. We just chilling and vibing out here, you know? <laughs> yeah, for real. So, what, continue, like, what, uh, this internship, Yeah. what, what was like the entry process? What were your thoughts kind of going into the internship? I thought it was decently easy. To, to get into uh, all, we, all we had was like a One round interview with the recruiter And then the other round Was like with the hiring manager You just had to talk about a little bit of experience What you did at college and stuff So luckily I mean I don't know if it was easy For a lot of people but I, I, I felt Like it was easy enough I always felt like life has been treating me well Because I feel like lucky and blessed To constantly have A job and You know be able to make it basically in this world so i mean um the process for internship to to get accepted was 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 easy for me but i don't know if it was for others and i feel lucky that i got an easy uh interview and hire so for the internship itself did you kind of go in with the thoughts of getting a job out of it build up experience or was it mostly like the money that was kind of drawing you to get an internship no, nah, I mean, yeah, money was good, of course. Like being a college kid, twenty year, twenty one years old, I wanted to, to making what twenty five, thirty dollars an hour was something I've never seen before. I mean, before that, I was working at a hotel, probably making ten dollars an hour. So that was really cool. But my long term goal was, of course, getting a full time job after graduation. So yeah, yeah, that's the main thing, you know. Yeah. So. What kind of stuff was kind of going on in the internship? How did you meet everyone? What was it like? Yeah, bro. I mean, dude, there was intern events happening all the time, like meetings and stuff. And it was easily easy to mingle with with other interns. And, you know, there were some baddies out there, you know what I'm saying? So So I would come down from, I would take the elevator down to like the first floor. And the way that this entire internship, like office was set up was... It was on like a farmland and yeah. we have to, I have to drive at least like 45 minutes. I don't know how long the drive was for you. Oh yeah, dude, like probably 55 to an hour with traffic. Yeah. I lived in South Dallas back then. <laughs> Whoa, South, man. Oh yeah. That was, you have to go all the way close to the airport basically. Yeah. I mean, past DFW airport. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like near South Lake and... It, I just pull up to this random, like, ginormous building on a farmland. And it was really nice. Like, when you walk in, it was, this was my first time yeah, kind of going to a corporate campus, setting. Yeah. yeah, it was beautiful. And then, like, I I had, like a, like, a desk office, like those typical corporate offices. And then I would get up from there. And I, I would remember, like, I always look forward to kind of going downstairs and then seeing the other interns. But the first time I went... I was like, oh, I don't know how I'm going to meet people or yeah. what the, what to expect. And Dude, then yeah. I go down to the first floor and I see this man, Arnab Joshi, 
sitting at the table and he has like a group of like 20 interns with them and yeah. i was like dang i gotta i have to join this group they seem like the cool cool interns and so i sat down and we we hit it off right away yes sir i don't know i don't know what the first question you asked me but i think it was like you vibe you chill <laughs> i think i asked if you get lit <laughs> oh that was, was just 20 years old back then you yeah. said nah i don't do Man. that stuff was the first meetup did you hit it off right away with all the interns um yeah most of them uh they seem pretty chill nice people to vibe with because i mean we we're all in the same field of technology we're all college students so we're just i mean it's kind of a mix of both like seriousness and well also like friendship wise we wanted to get close and i mean every morning we had a morning scrum with uh i don't know if you came that many times but uh we had like every morning we was we would get coffee and get some cereal and just talk it was like with priya thumbnikesh and uh all of them so it was, that was awesome yeah I, I, I think that was the very beginning of whenever i started to drink coffee a lot is pe- people would always pull up their coffee cups and i wasn't really a big coffee drinker back then yeah, and now if you know me <laughs> yeah now if you know me i think i i'm the one that's always going to all these coffee shops being yeah. caffeinated up always getting all this stuff what other things did y'all do kind of build that connection with other people um after that like of course we added each other on snap and uh social media like instagram stuff and we made a group chat with like the closer interns. I think we added each other on uh, the group chats too. And uh, Snapchat back then was even now. I think it's it's pretty good to keep in touch with people, cause especially having snap streaks and stuff. Yeah. And um, yeah, I think we just we just kept making moves on like lunch moves. Like <clears throat> we would go off campus for like lunch. South Lake, of course, had all these nice restaurants. It was only like ten minutes away. And uh, even after um, work, we would go to like happy hours, like with these interns, and like most half of them are probably twenty one up, right? So we would go happy hour and do some activity. Sometimes we would go rock climbing or um, watch a movie. Or, you know, we just did some. We just had fun. Some one time we went to Nikesh's apartment. <laughs> Shout out Nikesh Patel, South Padre Island. Yes, sir. Yeah, shout out to Nikesh Patel. That boy's going to be doing big moves. <laughs> Nikesh, if you listening to this at all, or anyone else that's listening to this, please remember us. and uh, Sir. Yeah. And give me a partnership in a hotel. Yo, I need that too, honestly. <laughs> but this, I remember, what was the saying that you had in this group chat or like this? Snapchat. Bet. <laughs> yeah. It was just like, we just, that was like, everyone was saying bet. Like, I was like, made it more emphasis. Bet. <laughs> yeah, you had a lot of really funny sayings back then. Like you had Shane. Hey, shout out to our boy Shane. Hey, it's Shane, it's like it's not pronounced Shane, bro. Remember, it's Shane. <laughs> Shane. Uh, that's hey. how we used to pronounce it. It was funny. Pet Shane. I'm lit. <laughs> oh, that, I didn't even know what I'm lit meant back then. But after this twelve week internship course with Arnav Joshi I learned what it meant to be lit <laughs> it was dude and the funniest thing is man we had this internship and you were just a like goody goody two shoes kid and then the semester after like 2018 I come over to A&M to party with Nikesh and them what happened to this guy this guy changed 
I'm like, okay, now he, now he, my boy. What, what made you change? Because I know you, he was strict and brought me like. There was this one point where like, you were like, nah, I'm like, I can't, I can't do that. I invited you a lot of times too, because we was vibing in the internship, but you like, nah. Uh, so I gotta know what, what made you change. Yo, for me, it was just. I think back then I was a little bit shy. Shy. I still am. I think shy. Those qualities still are kind of with me today. But that internship, I kind of felt like I had to put myself more out there and kind of be with the group and feel uncomfortable mm. with like people that I don't really. You want to get out of your comfort zone, be social yeah. with other people. Yeah. So that was just the beginning of it, and then I just kind of went with the flow, and then yeah, that's how I ended up at these random the streets of northgate chilling with arnav joshi with 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 three buttons undone because it was too hot out there not gonna lie (laughs) yeah Yeah, but it's fun yeah and then you would do these things during the internship uh what what do you the bollywood dances yeah (laughs) oh man yeah dude like that's why i was saying the internship was so cool because we met these people who were similar to me, like I was like, when I met Priyatham, I'm like, dang, this guy wants to make these fun videos with me. And that's when I kind of started wanting to make more videos like that. Like it was a silly dance videos, bro. We just go to the lake and just do like, Hey, Mahi, Mahi, and just dance. And Hey, it was in the fucking corporate office that we did that shit, bro. Like people probably looking out their window, like why are these guys are dancing in the office. You know, and I think I even forced you to be in some of them. Uh, yeah, I, I remember that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, hey, Rukh Khan, if you're watching this, please give us a shout out, retweet, or I don't even know. Yo. Nah, Shahrukh, bro. We, I got your tickets for Patan, but yeah, mm-hmm. put me in a movie next, bro. Yeah. <laughs> and so after this internship, like, do you, do you feel like you keep in touch with a lot of these people still? Um... The people that stayed at Fidelity, yeah, I did keep in touch with, like, uh, Pritham, of course, uh, Riaz, uh, he's a good friend of mine as well, um, and you, yeah, and I know you didn't stay at Fidelity, but I think you just uh, have that type of personality to, I think you just have that type of personality to keep in touch with friends and uh, maintain relationships, and that's that's one good, high quality about you, and uh we always appreciate that as friends, you know, helping keep in touch. And the as you get older, it, it's really difficult to kind of keep in touch with people. And a lot of people say that they kind of, you just grow apart. But it seems like whenever I hang out with you, you always have like a big group or you always just have like people from like over the years still hanging out with. So what what is like your advice or like what would you say is the best way to kind of keep in touch with people? <clears throat> I mean, really just just continue having conversations like keeping in touch with them like talk multiple times a week i I know this sounds like childish but bro snap streaks like i know (laughs) we're not like teenagers but like bro like even i'm almost 30 in two two years i'll be 30 but like yeah i mean that shit that shit you can keep in touch like even if you just send one picture a day and but if your friends sometimes reply with a blue chat hey what you doing in town you want to get grab uh, some dinner you want to grab some drinks oh i see you in dallas let's let's catch up and i'll just be like that i just link up with people i like getting out of the house and doing something and i'm always even if those people aren't close friends i will still like hey let's let's catch up and 
meet because I'm always looking to meet new people and even if it's like not close friends um, um but but for close friends yeah I mean like group chats help just keeping in touch and constantly catching up with them and see how they do every day really mm-hmm. that's how I do it bro <laughs> do, do you feel like it's like a these relationships are kind of like a two-way road or do you feel like sometimes you always have to kind of be the one that's initiating plans well yeah i don't mind all that stuff i mean if it's if it's only me making the plans like it's whatever like some people are just like that they don't make plans they usually get hit up by others and if that's the case and that's fine i'm not gonna be have that big of an ego to where i'll be like oh he didn't hit me up for like six months why why am i still hitting him up first only it's fine i mean Mm-hmm. Not you don't need to have that big of an ego because I'm sure they're just not the type who to make those plans and they probably get hit up by people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They don't hit up people. I don't know. I don't really keep keep an <laughs> ego like that. <laughs> yeah, I think that's like a really important quality to have whenever you are keeping in touch with people. And as you get older, I feel like just kind of having conversations with others that it's just going to be more and more time until the next time you see each other. <laughs> And it might be a couple months, it might be mm-hmm. years, it might be a couple of decades. Like even with my dad, he we went out to kind of the Middle East and he hasn't seen his cousin for like four decades. And that was crazy. That's like some people's so whole they lifetime. So re- reunited yeah. in Qatar after yeah. 40 years. 40 years. And that's the power of WhatsApp. Because WhatsApp got the powers to arrange marriages, to start... Um, kind of rivalries in the community <laughs> but it also has the power to you reunite people yeah. and let you catch up with those you. those whatsapp group chats yeah yeah it's good yeah. and if whatsapp if you listen to this please sponsor us for the next podcast we would love to have some of that money. yes sir yeah it could yes. help us get that funny booty for this and the jai for this yes. next podcast yes. that'll help our production value as well <laughs> yeah so like how we have arnav joshi here today but like, what, what's your kind of like story? Like, how did you kind of get here? Or could you kind of talk about what it was like kind of growing up? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so I moved here in 2002 when I was seven years old. Been 21 years now. And uh, I moved here. I moved to a small city called Graham, Texas. That was my first time in the U.S. was Graham, Texas. It was a, it's a small town like three hours northwest of Dallas. So, growing up in a small town, man, like, when I said I was Indian to all these people, they were like, oh, what, uh, what tribe, <laughs> you know, and, uh, I was like, dang, these people don't know where India is, like, these, it was, it just felt like they didn't know about geography of the world, and I know we were only seven years old back then, but, but the teachers knew, of course, but, yeah, I mean, we were just kids, but. That's how it felt, you know, growing up most of the time in this in this country. And it felt like I, I didn't fit in because uh, people would look at me like I was a different person. Like I didn't, I looked Hispanic to all of them, but I would say I'm Indian, but they would ask what tribe. So I just was like, what am I, you know, like, and growing up at that age, like you get lost, like, but then you go home and it's all right because you're. Your parents are there, your sisters, family, uh, whole family's there, and you're back, and Indian culture is all there, you know, we we had the, everything 
watch Indian movies and eat Indian food. So yeah, I knew I was Indian, but like when I go to school, it felt different. And that's that's me during my first few years in the U.S. And and as I got older, yeah, of course I'm sure you've gotten this jokes too. If if I mean I didn't go to a school with that many brown people, so people would call me Osama bin Laden. All these I would call me a terrorist, and because um, I was like probably one of two or three Indian kids in that school. And back then, like Indian, same region as like you know it's middle east right so they were they would think like i was i don't know i don't want to get into all the politics and stuff <laughs> but yeah i mean i would i would get bullied like that and yeah and, but what i realized was once i got bullied like instead of crying about it i would just start making fun of myself like yeah i'm a terrorist and <laughs> and and then they stopped really like what else can they do when i when i made fun of myself they're like oh this guy he's not getting hurt so they just like they just like they just laugh at, laugh with me then i was laughing with them like and i mm. used that technique and i was like whatever and, and then people started calling me a comedian and people started liking me they're like oh this guy's funny this guy does the indian accent like i know i mean growing up in that time period yeah now even if i do the indian accent it's offensive to people to people who moved here but like back then yeah like 2010s to we we were just making fun of each other like russell, russell peters would do that too you know yeah and yeah i would i was a comedian comedian in in high school after that and <laughs> yeah i mean i i feel like i, I should have done better to get better grades in high school so i can get got i could have gotten into shit a&m or ut austin like you or shit, maybe even mit but Hey, shout hey. out to MIT. You heard this? Let's do a research study together. Yeah, shit. Sure. Maybe get in for a, a PhD program <laughs> without that GPA. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I went to UT Arlington after that and got kicked out of UTA. Oh, wait. Can we take like a pause before the before you kind of jump into the UTA story? Yeah. And so like in Texas, um, there's like a lot of small towns kind of gathered. So did you always like grow up in Graham, Texas, or did you just for until fifth grade? Until fifth then grade. Then I moved out to, back to the DFW area oh, after okay. 2005. Oh, okay, okay. Oh five. <clears throat> 2005. Different times back then, and some of the stuff that you kind of brought up where you would have to kind of relate to more of your personality and jokes. I could definitely relate to that because I was. I remember, like, me being a kid going to these schools, people would always give me these names, and then I would have, like, an identity crisis. I'm, like, right. I'm, like, someone else at school, and then I'm someone else at home. Exactly. And, like, I didn't know where to bridge um, the gaps over there. And so I felt like I was living, like, two different lives, and I would always have to revert to being the funny person in school. Even though, like, sometimes I was just, like, I don't know, like, what I'm saying, but people seemed to, like, enjoy that part about me so i felt like i was fitting in but now that i like kind of look back on it i'm just like i don't know like the stuff that i kind of did back then i don't know if it'd be acceptable in like today's like modern era yeah but yeah that's just i think uh being a child of immigrants or like coming from a multicultural background exactly especially in the west or in the u.s mm -hmm. i think that's just something to highlight and grow it yeah. up but i think we could have a separate conversation yeah. on that but i think yeah i just wanted to call that out yeah. there that and I it was it was semi-struggle but i think it's a it was it was a blessing and i i really enjoyed that like 
mixing two cultures and I grew up with both like Indian culture Hindu culture uh, and then American culture you know so I was I was lucky to see both growing up so mm-hmm. yeah it definitely opened up my eyes to like multiple cultures and then like other things and it also kind of built toughness as a kid but i think <laughs> i think this is we're a little bit too deep in this topic but to kind of jump back <laughs> jump back into uta you said you got almost kicked out no i did get kicked out uh i just had a low gpa man like i focused too much on i don't know i just that was a weird phase for me because i was still living at home i was i was working uh a job, um, full-time job while going to college. And I think that, that really affected my grades. So my uh, GPA dropped uh, very low and I couldn't continue at UTA anymore. Mm-hmm. So uh, I took a semester off. Yeah, so like getting a job like while in college, what what does that, what does a day-to-day look like? So you wake up, you go to school first or do you kind of work? I would go to school first. Uh, go to my classes and then go to the my my shift for uh, like afternoon shift three to eleven. So it would depend on my schedule for classes really. So mm-hmm. if I have morning classes, then I would take the afternoon shift. If I had one day I had evening classes, I would take the morning shift. Yeah. Um, and I needed to work for you know college was expensive. Yeah. Do you feel like a lot of your it just took away a lot of focus whenever working. And that's why I failed multiple classes. They gave me a academic warning. After the warning, I was supposed to make three B's and one C. If not, I get kicked out. But I made three C's and one B. I didn't fail, but I couldn't pass to to keep that GPA needed for business school. So once I, once that happened, I took a semester gap, uh, wrote a good essay. Went to community college, took some classes to get my GPA up, and I got accepted to UTD. Hey, shout out to UTD. Hey, UTD, what? thank you for accepting me. Yeah. What's the motto at UTD? Go Comets? No, Comets. Whoosh. <laughs> <laughs> and before you kind of enrolled into UTD, what, and that semester off, like, what was going through your head, like, in terms of life stage, or, like, what, what were your thoughts at that time? Like I was, I was happy that I, I got into another university. Honestly, like someone accepted me, you know, because um, I didn't. I thought it was over after I got kicked out of UT. I was like, damn, like I got kicked out of college, but I didn't know that I would be accepted into another college. Honestly, it was a stressful phase for me, but I was happy I got in and I lived on campus for the first time because at UTA I was commuting from from home. Uh, so UTD, I lived on campus. It was a good experience to get that college experience finally for the first time. Uh, as a junior, I didn't get to experience that as a freshman and stuff, you know. So uh, that's when I started drinking more, you know, partying a lot. So it was. It was, I think that whole semester changed me, um, and not just drinking itself, but changed me for real, like realizing realizing like you know, yeah. how life is and the different cultures of life and how to live on my own and stuff so mm-hmm. it's interesting and so kind of transferring into like a new school <laughs> like you're not a freshman where you're like in a big group of people who are also freshmen and new to the school you transfer students have their own like difficulties kind of assimilating into a college and that day-to-day student life 
So how did you kind of find that group of people to kind of hang out with? What, did you experiment with anything or did you try like new groups? Uh, well, thankfully they had a lot of clubs like uh, Indian Student Association. They had, uh, they had frats. Um, so it's like, fuck it. Let me join this ISA or whatever. And there was a, a meeting and mingling session. I'm like, okay. So UTD did more of this, these things. UTA never did this type of stuff, and um, and more more uh, people like us were at UTD, uh, it, who were like raised in the U.S. But around UTA, I felt like was more international students, mm-hmm. and yeah, I think that's why I made a lot of friends is joining these organizations really, um, and even living at the dorms really. There was a always some mixers happening with the dorms, like, you know, with the RAs trying to have some events kick off at the dorms to, to make us mingle and meet, meet other people at the campus. Do you have like a story in mind that kind of pops out to you whenever you like think about the dorm experience, the dorm experience? Uh, (laughs) I mean, I used to just go outside of my dorm and there was like a study hall right there and I would see people studying. I was like, let me just sit next to them and study. So I was, it feels like I was with someone studying. I just struck up a conversation with one person and they, they ended up being a, a good friend of mine throughout college. And, and that friend was, uh, you know, that person, Sumat. Hey, Suman Nellaru. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Suman, if you're listening to this, shout out to you. Uh, if you're ever back in Texas, let's hit up Arpeggio Grill. <laughs> get that pizza up. That's that uh, good stuff. Sorry. And I think, like, now that you point that out, I feel like that experience is kind of a common theme in your life. Because I've noticed that anywhere you go, you just kind of strike up conversations with anyone. And then from the most random of places, you'll keep in touch with people. So that's really awesome to kind of see. Yeah, I like doing that, man. And, you know, I met a lot of people through some crazy ways. And it, it feels cool. Like, it's like kind of like destiny. Like, damn, I was meant to meet this person. Like, the the best way was when I met Nikesh, man. Um, I met him at a hotel, right? I was standing in line, and he was right behind me. But I was just—we didn't know each other. I, I was on the phone talking in Gujarati. I said, "Oh, I was, he heard." He's like, ah, are "You Gujarati?" I'm like, "Yeah." And I just turned around, like, "Oh, hey, what's up? What's your name?" And then we just struck up a conversation. And then he said he's from South Padre. He's just interning here with his cousins in town. And he told me, uh, "I was like, hey, where are you interning?" He said, "Fidelity." I was like, "Bro." I'm going to be interning there this summer too. And that's wild, bro. Like that felt like fucking destiny. And I know you had this similar incident with Nikesh too, with running into him in the fucking subway in New York. Um, like, yeah, that was crazy. I, I was like, it was like a Sunday like afternoon and I went randomly shopping and I was like interning in like New York city at the time. And I didn't even know Nikesh was in town. So I just go down to this random subway station i think it's like 50th something street and then i if you look at the new york subways there's like so many different ways that you can go there's so many different carts you can go into but then i go into this one subway cart 
and right in front of me is Nikesh. And I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like millions of people in New York City and out of all the cities. And at the know, exact time, that exact subway, that exact street, the station, like, dang. Yeah. That's... Every, everything's like connected or we either live in a simulation and someone's tink- tinkering with our simulation. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that's a That's a topic for another day. <laughs> yeah, another day. <laughs> and, and so like, um, when you kind of think about like yourself now, uh, do you, do you say like whenever you're younger from your high school self and college self, do you feel like you're you embody like the same values as you are today? Like, do you feel like you're the same person, or do you feel like you've drastically changed? That's a deep question. I think I, I am the same. I think, I mean, ever since growing up, I've never had any bad intentions. I have the same intentions while while I was young to now, like, do good and be a good person and strive your, try your best. My, my mindset has changed a little bit, of course. But I'm, I'm more open now. Like, back then, I would, I would say drinking was bad, of course. Like, you'd been a kid and judging others and... I would say I'm not as as judgmental as I was as a kid. Like I would, I would judge people for having tattoos. You know, I was I was just a kid, and I, we grew up thinking that stuff was bad. But like, yeah, I'm very open now, open minded, and that. But like, my main goal, my intentions, like I would say, are are same. Like I just want to be good, do good, and have fun in life. And I've always thought that growing up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's awesome. <clears throat> And I think one thing that kind of stuck out to me is like you mentioned, um, like you were on the phone with Nikesh to kind of take a couple steps back, and you he asked you like, oh, like are you good Jew or Gujarati? Could yeah. you kind of talk about like what's kind of being good Jew or Gujarati? Like what does that mean, and <laughs> like how does it kind of bond people together? I mean, we just speak the same language. We're from the same area, so like it's culturally the same thing, right? And when he told me he was Surti, that's like the same region of of India. Like, we're from the like our our dialects is a, a little different in in Guju. So, um, that was we're like we like so we just started vibing right 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 there. Like like damn, you're from my same town. Like like we're saying like banjoed and all that shit and <laughs> like just cussing. And then he he showed me some videos he funny videos he's made in Gujarati and. And we just we just started vibing after that, and he's been one of my good friends after that. And you know, it sucks that we don't live in the same city, but that internship was something else, man, with him. And he's a good friend. So. Yeah, that's awesome. I hope he hears this. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Nakesh again, please. <laughs> if you're looking for a business partner, we ready to apply. Yeah, you already know. <laughs> and so, like, you finish up at UTD. Where did you end up going after? Ah, I, I accepted that full-time job, bro, at Fidelity. And, yeah, you weren't there, though. Oh. You didn't take that offer. But yeah, I did that, and I worked at Fidelity for four years after that, four and a half. Oh, and they had a program, right, called the Leap, Leap. Leap program. That was a training program. So I did that three months. I went to North Carolina. That was a different experience because I never got to move out of city. So I lived in there for four months in North Carolina, and, made amazing friends man because you like it's like you everyone is out of college but like they're kind of in that college 
face of people still partying and having fun, going to bars, and that was amazing. Right? All these people are moving from all over the U.S. to North Carolina. All everyone's new. No one knows each other. We're just chilling and vibing, partying. Just it was cool. It was a cool experience, man. Is there like one moment from that? Four month experience that really sticks out to you that whenever you think back you're like oh that's the core memory of that <laughs> um man i mean just just the mornings man like every day of the morning would be getting coffee and just hey hey what's up like saying hi to everyone like i i i was pretty much con- connected to all these people and just i would everyone would know each other just say hey how you doing to everyone and it was cool. It was. It felt like college, but like also like where everyone knew each other. So it was. It was cool. And one of my favorite memories was when uh, it was. I thought it was one of my friend's birthday, so I tried to throw a surprise party for him during leap. And it, what ended up happening was I planned this whole surprise, and everyone knew that it wasn't really his birthday except for me. So when I get there, everyone surprised me that hey, it's not even the birthday. So they got the whole cake and everything and started singing happy birthday to me because <laughs> I thought it was his birthday. So see that, that and, and it, we, we became that tight like that, like to joke with each other like that in, in just a month. And, and that's that was a really fun part. And it sucks that you know, everyone lives away from each other. But I want to try to keep in touch with them yeah. more often. That's awesome. That's what sucks most when, when friends live in different cities. But tried my best to keep in touch and I think social media helps right yeah swiping up on stories sending snaps if you swipe up on those stories key we, <laughs> we need a breakdown of how to swipe up on the stories later I got you <laughs> and what, what was like the so you go into the workforce corporate America what was like the difference in like lifestyle from before like college and like your younger years of course, like working at a hotel is different. Um, going to college is different. Corporate was hella more professional, right? You have to maintain a very professional conversation every time. Like your emails have to be very sufficient grammar and everything has to be correct. Um, meetings have to be very formal. So I think that was what the different part was. I couldn't really joke a lot. Like I used to joke in college with my college friends. Even even working at a hotel, like, dude, like, no one gives a shit there. Like, you're not there to be professional. Your coworkers, you joking around with, cussing at each other. It was just, it was fun, and that was more of an informal environment. So I think corp- corporate America is is just very fake, because <laughs> 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 you're worried about HR to say the wrong shit. Mm-hmm. I, I at work, I was like, if I thought some girl was cute, a coworker, I was like, dang. She bad. <laughs> Corporate America, I'm getting fired from HR if I say that shit, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Do, do you feel like whenever <laughs> you were like a kid and you thought about this Corporate America job, do you feel like it was as intimidating as you thought it was as a kid? Because whenever, like, just kind of my own perspective on it, whenever I was a kid, I was like, oh, I don't know how I'm going to work like a certain amount of hours a day or like mm-hmm. if I'm going to keep my job or if I'm capable of the responsibilities. Yeah. How did, what was that kind of like? Do you feel like it kind of met your previous thoughts? My previous thoughts of corporate was very, I thought it was very tough, intimidating, difficult. But when I got to the job, it, was, it wasn't that bad. It was, it was still chill. It was, it, was, it was a laid back environment most of the time. There's still moments here and there where you have to work 
a lot and meet deadlines and stuff, but I mean, it wasn't as intimidating as it, it seemed like while growing up. Well, looking at people and like you see movies of people working in corporate, like especially in New York, people are really busy trying to go from station to station to get through the job on time and be in the office. And you see movies like that and you think it's going to be a hard life. But I mean, so far for me, working from home, especially after COVID, after for three years now, I haven't gone to the office and it's been it's been laid back and I'm I don't work forty hours of course I, mean, I would say I work maybe twenty four thirty mm-hmm. call it call it a week yeah it's fine and so up <laughs> COVID I remember like whenever COVID started happening a lot of the companies started shutting down their offices and then they started um, like canceling in office visits yeah. and so everyone went online. And I got a Snapchat from you saying, oh, Fidelity is not going back to the office until 2022. And it actually, <laughs> and I was like, no, there's no way. There's gonna, they're going to go back in a few weeks. Yeah. But it actually turned out to be true. Like, yeah. they didn't go back to the office until 2022. Like, not to mid-2022, because even 2021 had all these uh, variants, even if we had vaccines and stuff. So, like, yeah, no one went back to the office until 22. Yeah, what what was that experience like? like? You were doing that commute every day for a bit, and you have to be in person, and then you switch off Bro, offline. Bro, okay, man, online. like, honestly, it's it it made me a lot worse um, in terms of uh, work ethic, because uh, that that time I was disciplined. I would wake up at six a.m. six a.m take a shower, eat breakfast, leave my house at 7, get to the office by 8. It was it was a long commute, right? And I would get off at 5, come back at 6, eat dinner, chill with my family, and go to sleep at like 10, 10.30. And now, bro, like, it just, it just made me so lazy, bro. Like, and I, I would work, you know, working in the office was better, like, you would communicate. Your team members would sit like, this is it. Like, you would, if you need something, hey, show me this real quick. Show me this real quick. And now we have to fucking set up a Zoom call or set up a meeting just to talk, just to ask a question. And that was the hard part. And, like, it, I, I like the, the experience. Like, it saves gas, saves time and all that. But, bro, like... Sometimes I'll be working from my bed like this. Like, I know it's like I know a lot of y'all probably don't do that. I'm just lazy, but yeah, man, it's just it just it's, it just hasn't been healthy for me, man. And I think I think I need to do something to to start being more active because it's made me so sedentary. Because I don't really work out right now, and I want to work out, so I don't want to live a sedentary lifestyle like that. And it just made me so lazy. Mm-hmm. I think low key, like I should go back to the office. <laughs> yeah. So, I I know that like bef- like a couple months ago, a lot of companies were offering those fully remote jobs, but now you're starting to see a trend in the job market where it's a lot of hybrid type of roles or basically full in person for the week. And so, for you, like personal preferences, would would you say like you want a fully remote job or a hybrid or like fully back in the office? role at least for a little bit right now for for myself 
I'll go back to the office. I would I would do something hybrid because hybrid has um would be better as I can stop being lazy. It would it would help my work ethic and I can get up in the morning and take a shower early morning and go to the office and it would just be a better lifestyle right now for me and I think I need that improvement in my life but but long term once I get get that habit back and just improve myself uh, I definitely want to be remote because man you can say you work in Dallas and then go to LA for three months bro fuck it go to New York for a month like just travel the whole US yeah I've even had a friend who fucking lived in no Dominican Republic and he he didn't get caught so hopefully my boss isn't watching this but yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah so that's really cool i think that it's it's important to acknowledge like self-improvement being self-aware of your habits so i think that's cool and then having like a fully remote job is it's a sweet gig but it also has like its drawbacks i can see and so you made the switch from fidelity recently to a new job correct yeah Silicon Valley Bank. Oh, nice. And it is fully remote. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, you kind of made the switch during the kind of the big movement of people switching jobs. So what was kind of like your motivation behind kind of switching jobs? Um, Really, man, just money. What else is there for? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I wasn't getting, I wasn't getting promoted at Fidelity. I was, I worked there for four years and never got promoted. So, um, and I was tired of doing the same shit every day. Um, some I needed something new in my life. I mean, some new job where I can learn a new skill, really, and of course, money. <laughs> yeah, money's important. And I, I think one thing that kind of sticks out is when you start getting a job. At least in the Desi culture, and Desi culture is kind of like um, India, Pakistan, Bangladesh, Sri Lanka, of, Nepal. Oh, yeah, yeah, that entire region. Once you kind of get a job and you start making money, there's an expectation that you get married next. And <laughs> it's it's a big thing in like Daisy culture. And so could you talk about like a potential this potential next step? Like what are your thoughts kind of going in or what was kind of the standard whenever growing up when thinking about marriage? Yeah, you grow up with they see parents telling you education, 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 get a good grade, get a good degree, stop, don't be chasing girls, don't be having relationships. You graduate college and get a job, they're like, let's get you married. I'm like, this whole time you've been telling me to not focus on girls, but now you're telling me, get a wife. And, like, it's just tough being a, a brown man in the U.S., really, because, like, I'm Hindu, right? And I'm Gujarati. But there's so many, like, different cultures of Hindu. There's There could be a Telugu, Tamil, um, Punjabis, um, different. And and even Pakistani, Bangladesh, like, they can be a Muslim uh, person that I could fall in love with. Because they see culture in the end is similar. The language, like, we speak the same language. We watch the same movies. We know the same type of stuff. And culturally, we're similar, but... If I fall in love with a Muslim girl, being a Hindu guy, it's a conflict in the families, and and it's tough, and it's not just like that with even even Hindus who, if I'm Gujarati, if if I'm falling in love with a 
some other girl from another state, Tamil, Telugu, whatever, Punjabi, whatever. Like, it's just sometimes it, the families just don't like it, and they want you to find a specific person, specific, like vegetarian. Like, come on, bro. Like, there's so many criterias to meet, and it's just tough because there's everybody in the U.S. Like, it's probably easier being from India and Pakistan. Because there's billions of them there, right? 1.4 billion in India, 300 million in Pakistan, like, and they're it's easier for them to get married because they're all Desi. It's we have such a less number here of us, and and it's not, and we don't have the same type of Desi. We have it from people from all over South Asia, so it's difficult. It's not as easy as someone, my cousin in India. Oh, Gujarati, same cast. Okay, yeah, yeah. When it's uh, gonna engage next week, and it's it, <laughs> right it's away. not like that here, bro. Like it's so hard to find. Yeah, I I feel like a lot of the Western values and then the DC culture just kind of clash, and it kind of makes it hard to find like a very suitable partner match these days. But one thing that kind of sticks out to me is like there was a show called indian matchmaking that kind of came out and so it's kind of crazy thought whenever you talk to some of your friends in the u.s who kind of grew up here and they're like oh what is this like a matchmaking concept it's so like interesting have you kind of worked with a matchmaker before have you gotten like personal proposals coming your way yet uh there have been proposals and and they they're they've been from India, so like it's um for me it's difficult because um I mean I'm not saying that they're not the same but uh, I was raised in the U S and I want someone who has the same like raised in the same values like knows how the culture is here and like I know it, that I could make I could possibly mix with someone from India as well but like like yeah I have had those before proposals and i just feel like it would just i would just not be in a happy marriage honestly and i i don't want to sound rude by saying that people from india are like someone i don't get along with it's just i just think when two cultures clash it's just it would just be awkward the whole like it would kind of be a language problem as well for you would be your language problem because you barely speak urdu so i don't you probably definitely can't do it right <laughs> yeah, I at least know the language, but yeah, it's just it's so many differences, and it's 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 hard. It's very difficult, and and being brown and man in America, it's, it's there's not that many man. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. For anyone that's listening, if you have a WhatsApp and you interested in Arnav Joshi, just hit us a chat, <laughs> and we could set something up. Hey, same for Wasik Siddiqui. <laughs> Yeah, so whenever you're kind of forward-looking, like establishing your goals and thinking about your personal ambition, I guess like when let's kind of like fast-forward through time in your life. And like life is not guaranteed, but we also have like these visions of our future selves and what we want to get out of life. For you, like what do you want to get out of life? What do you want to remember most? Man, uh, I just want to see the world. I want to remember that I I went over all over the world and saw it. Really, that's it. I mean, 
I've ha- I have everything I need. All I want to see do is travel now. I mean, is I'm grateful to to live in this in this first world country. There's people out there struggling, man. Like, like I said, I, I've I've told you my problems, and these problems are are so small compared to people out there struggling. Like, I, I don't have to worry about my apartment being bombed, and and like people are worrying about that in Ukraine, um, or some terrorists coming in their homes in in Syria or whatever, you know, like, or just living in poverty in general in so many countries in this entire world and I'm, I'm just been blessed and lucky to live somewhere where I have enough money and I can travel and I'm just grateful because the, the if this is my only issue if it's my immigration problem then that's fine at least I have a a good house and good health good health good job good family and and I I'm grateful for that and I think I've I have a good life and I shouldn't complain, and I don't think people should complain if they if they have this small little drama. Oh, he broke up with me because of this. She broke up with me. Oh, shut up. You have you're not getting bombed, or you don't have living in poverty in these countries. People are dying. Kids are dying of hunger. Kids, man, like five, six years old, and you you're li- you're in your twenties, thirties, complaining about the stupid stuff. Oh, shut up, you know. Um, and I'm, I'm lucky and I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for that. And I always enjoy every moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is there a specific country that comes in mind whenever you're thinking about traveling or seeing the world? I want to see Machu Picchu in Peru. That'd be a vibe. Yeah, something yeah. unique because I don't think that many people go to Machu Picchu. I see people going to Europe a lot and uh, India, Pakistan, of course. But mostly, a lot of people just travel to Europe if they go out of country or or Mexico. Yeah. But like, bro, hey, you know that they eat guinea pigs in Peru? Would you eat one? Well, a guinea I'm pig. Veg- oh yeah. I don't hey. mean no animals, no pigs. No. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? I mean, it is a pig, guinea oh, pig. So is that a no, pork? Nah, that would, pork. That would not balance on the halal, the haram ratio. Jeez. We gotta, we gotta say no to that. <laughs> yeah. So, kind of like the last question to kind of conclude this is when people think about Arnaud Joshi. What do you want them to remember you by? I guess uh, take a moment to that I took a moment to reach out and always wanted to the best for them. No matter what. I never wanted anything bad for anyone. That's all. I just that's what I want to be remembered by. I just wanted the everyone to succeed and wanted the good for everyone. And and I'll and to let them know that uh, if we were friends ever, that uh, life is amazing, and I would I would always reach out and not have an ego. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Well, with that, folks, that concludes the first podcast. 
Thank you, guys. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Wasik, for uh, inviting me. And, uh, yeah. Hey, you want to drop that Instagram handle? Hey, at Arnav Joshi. You know how to spell me. Hey, yeah, <laughs> hit him up on Instagram and then also that WhatsApp group if you're ever interested. But bet. <laughs> we'll see you later. <laughs> All right. <laughs>